Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from SDN NFE World Congress in The Hague, and it's another year with Chip Chat and Renew Navale. Welcome to the program, Renew. Thank you, Allison. Thanks for having me over. It's always a pleasure to be on Chip Chat. So, Renu, since the last time you were on, I think you might have a different title. It's uh, Senior Director of Edge Services in Industry Enabling for Network, Logic, and Customs Group at Intel. Tell me about that edge services and industry enabling. What's the focus? Sure. So when I was on ChipChat last year at The Hague, I used to run the market development organization, which included industry enabling which was the ecosystem, open source, and industry marketing. And in addition to that, I also focused on some of our tier one customers and service providers. But with the um, advent of Edge and with a lot of the industry moving towards Edge, we decided to have a deeper focus Mm -hmm. on what we need to do from an Edge platforms perspective, Edge software, and our go-to-market approach which is what I'm looking at with my team, which is how do we enable the industry to accelerate their innovation and their deployment of edge services on Intel-based platforms? What can we do to make it easier for our customers and our ecosystem to innovate faster around edge and deploy edge services faster? Now, that was a lot to unpack. And I think that the term that you said more than anything else is edge. So from your perspective, how do you define edge and how does that relate to the journey that we've been on in terms of network transformation? So when you look at the broad industry definition of edge, it's everything from the start of the core of the network all the way to all types of endpoints, including sensors and other devices. But when we unpack that even further, where we see the edge being most material is where we can place workloads at different edge locations that have the most optimal return for the end user or the end customer, which is typically the on-premise edge as well as the network edge. The on-premise edge includes various types of edge servers that you can deploy at enterprises and other on-premise locations like industrial factories, retail stores, healthcare, smart cities, and others. And on the network edge, it's everything from the base station and radio access nodes all the way up to the next generation central office. It also includes what we call multi-access edge computing servers, which is basically server technology that we can use to move, store, and process various types of workloads all the way from the data center towards the edge. You just described a wide array of use cases and intent for technology. Where do you see movement today in terms of edge deployments versus that large market opportunity? 
where we're seeing the fastest growth or deployment of edge use cases is actually right now at the on-premise, in particular in verticals like the industrial and manufacturing use cases, the retail industry, as well as we're seeing a lot of traction in things like healthcare and smart cities. The reason being, most of these industries are seeing very immediate and direct impact to their businesses. They're seeing value to their businesses due to a result of, you know, closer placement of these workloads to the point where the data is generated or the data is serviced. So they want low latency, they want data sovereignty or security and privacy, they want better utilization of bandwidth, and they want more optimized TCO. And most importantly, they want more optimized quality of experience or quality of service, which in turn impacts their business directly, and they're able to see some very tangible benefits uh, from edge computing. When you look at these use cases, there seems to be a tight affinity to the communication service provider arena in terms of the delivery of these edge services. Tell me why there's such a affinity there. So edge and 5G are very closely interrelated. A few years ago, you know, we hadn't heard of either of these terms but they both have kind of risen up in the industry almost simultaneously. And I think 5G is accelerating edge computing. And at the same time, I like to see edge computing as being one of the first instantiation of 5G use cases. A lot of the enterprises where we're seeing the fastest traction for edge, they do not want to deal with the complexity of the network. They don't want to have to deal with different types of access technologies, 5G standalone, 5G non-standalone. All of this is complexity that they would rather leave with the communication service providers and say, hey, you take care of the network, give me an easy button, deal with all that complexity. All I want to do is make sure that these workloads get deployed on these edge nodes or edge servers that can in turn drive business value to them. So that's all they're interested in, which is why you're seeing this type of collaboration between you know, various enterprises in different verticals and the communication service providers. Now, Intel announced a new reference architecture called Sierra at this show. And this is specifically for some of the use cases that you're describing. Describe Sierra and how we've worked with the ecosystem to start development of solutions towards this space. Sure. So originally, you know, Sierra in its first conceptualization was what we called a network in a box. Using that, an enterprise could get like an easy button for the network and be able to kind of deploy either a private wireless or a wireless network that can be either managed by a service provider or, you know, managed by the enterprise enterprise themselves. Then when we saw most of these edge use cases were a convergence of analytics, media or video workloads, as well as networking workloads, we decided to expand this definition of the network in a box to say, hey, this is a converged edge reference architecture. So the convergence stood for the convergence of analytics, media and networking workloads. As I look forward, even that is a little bit short-sighted because I believe the convergence will go even further and, you know, aspirationally, we want to converge with industrial workloads, retail workloads, healthcare, or any other type of vertical workloads. So that's kind of the next evolution of where we see Sarah going. 
I can see point of sale, virtual signage, healthcare records, that kind of thing, all going into a Sarah. Edge Insight software, which is used for our industrial verticals, integrating onto a Sarah platform. Now, we had a couple of partners announce their movement towards delivery of solutions on Sarah at the show, Foxconn and QNAP. When we look underneath the hood, what are we using in terms of Intel technology for that box? So both Foxconn and QNAP are based on Intel Xeon processors. In addition to the Intel Xeon processors, they are looking at some additional edges and accelerators as well, like FPGAs, the Intel Movidius sector processing units, and potentially other adjacencies in the future. In addition to the hardware capabilities, they also are integrating our OpenVINO toolkit, which is our visual inferencing and neural optimization toolkit for analytics, the OpenNAS, which is the Open Network Edge Services software. And in some cases, they're also looking at using the FlexRAN software, which is useful for a virtualized radio access node that allows the SERA to be used as a private wireless deployment on-premise. So you're not just tapping our silicon portfolio, you're also tapping a lot of software, regardless of whether it's an open source software that we've driven into the software community or something like OpenVINO, which is a tool to help make it easier to optimize for AI applications. Absolutely. And I think one of the most critical benefits of this reference architecture is it's removing the barriers to integrating all these different pieces of software together on our processors. It's making it easier for our customers and our ecosystem to be able to do this integration in a very deterministic manner. Mm -hmm. So we're giving them the blueprint to say, hey, this is how you do it. Here are the challenges we've encountered. Here's how you overcome them. We want to reduce their time to market and make it faster for them to deploy solutions or go into trials. This is a fascinating space and one that I'm going to want to talk to you more about in the future. But we've got more going on at this show. Um, This has always been a fantastic show that highlights our network builders ecosystem and the breadth of innovation that they're driving. You guys are announcing a bunch of Winner's Circle Award recipients at the show. And almost most importantly, the delivery of even more solutions for NFEI and a new select solution for NFEI forwarding platform. My first question for you here is, what is the difference between our Intel Select solution for NFEI and NFEI for forwarding platform? First of all, you know, the Intel Select solutions, we've been working with that program for a couple of years now, and our ecosystem loves it. They love the fact that we come up with these configurations for NFEI, for CDN, as well as for uh, UCPE these configurations remove some of the complexity or confusion around how all these ingredients come together. They're verified. And in a sense, they're kind of shrink-wrapped so that our ecosystem can then enable their customers to go to market faster as well. While the NFEI solution itself has a lot of partners already enabled on it, and I think at this show we have Celestica and Lenovo showing their NFEI Intel Select solutions, we discovered that for some of the fixed mobile convergence type of use cases like virtual BNG, as well as for some of the 5G-based CUPS implementation where you're seeing the control plane and the user plane being separated, there needed to be further optimization. 
the architects actually looked at how these various use cases, you know, what are the different nuances in customizations for these specific use cases. And they said, hey, we can further optimize the NFVI Intel Select and make it more specific around the 3GPP CUPS implementation. So that makes it more suitable for 5G as well as for the fixed wireline type of use cases such as virtual BNG. And they added further optimizations to that NFVI configuration. And that's what we call the Intel Select NFVI forwarding plane configuration. Now, you've utilized our Xeon scalable second generation processors, but specifically what we like to call the NSKUs for this or network SKUs. Tell me about what the key capability is in these particular processors that you're tapping for these select solutions. Yeah, absolutely. So I think over the years working with our service providers, we have derived a lot of learnings by listening to them. And we took a lot of those learnings into optimizing the second generation Xeon scalable processor. And we called it the NSKU or the SKU that's optimized for networking. It has an optimal balance of cores, frequencies, and thermals that makes a lot of the networking workloads be better optimized from the data-centric core infrastructure of the network all the way to the edge of the network. So we are seeing a lot of the customers adopt the NSQs specifically for their networking workloads. Now, we've talked a tremendous amount about infrastructure, but ultimately, the reason why we're delivering all of this technology is that so communication service providers can innovate and drive differentiated services to their customer base. When you look at what you've been hearing at SDN and NFE World Congress, where are we on that journey with our service providers? And what is opening up the next wave of innovation, whether it be the second generation of NFEI deployments, the move to 5G, or this broad proliferation of the edge? I think it's the perfect storm of all of those. So we've been on the NFEI journey for several years now, and now you're starting to hear about second generation of NFEI deployments that we need to embark on. NFEI itself is not done. It's not a destination. It's still a journey that we need to continue with our service providers and our ecosystem. But at the same time, we have our journeys, including additional participants or additional complexity in the form of edge computing as well as 5G. And I have to say it's not just additional complexity, but it's additional opportunities, you know, new use cases, new forms of services, new revenue generating opportunities for the entire ecosystem or the supply chain. So I think things got more interesting and it's going to be a very exciting space for our ecosystem, our service providers, our customers to be able to combine NFEI, the learnings from NFEI, combine them and use them for edge transformation and then use what we learn from edge transformation in order to get ready for 5G. Renew, thanks so much for spending time with us today. I know it's a busy week for you at SDN NFE World Congress. Renew, where can folks find out more information about what you and your team are doing in the networking arena? You can always visit our website, networkbuilders.intel.com. You can also see both myself as well as a number of our team members on Twitter. We're tweeting about the show and all the various exciting things that's um, happening at the show. And we also have a winner circle announcement 
announcement this evening where we're going to announce winners from the ecosystem who collaborated with Intel and optimized their solution on different technologies so they can join our um, announcement and celebration as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being on the program today. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) 